0: Hi everybody, welcome to the Chaoticast episode 4, I'm Bryce,
1: I'm Swoop,
2: and I'm Mackenzie.
0: And today we are going to be watching the season 1 episode 4, I forgot what the episode was called now.
1: Over Under Runs Asunder.
0: Oh yeah, Over Under Went Asunder. That's just not, that's just a mouthful. Yep. So we start off this episode with, as usual, uh, we're in Paris and we're chaotic. Before we
1: do that, I want to make a correction on the previous episode in episode three. We had said that the first location that uh, Tom and Peyton battled in was the Riverlands. I want to correct that. It was actually uh, Rock River Canyon, the Earth version of the Riverlands.
0: Doesn't it feed into the Riverlands?
1: I have no idea. I think the Riverlands may feed into Rock River Canyon, but I I don't know param geography, so I just wanted to
0: There's a whole map that that we should probably have on hand.
1: Yeah, there's probably someone made a fan map, but I needed to
0: correct that. I think it's actually an official map.
1: Oh, there is? Oh, I've
0: never seen it. No, I think I have it somewhere. I'll send it to you guys later. Okay. But that. Right.
1: Now with the correction out of the way, now on to episode four.
0: Yep, on to episode four. So we start off in chaotic in the port court. That's just a fun thing to say, isn't it? Port court. The port court. Mm-hmm. So we have the usual banter between Tom and Kaz, where they're arguing about Overworlders and underworlders, and which one's better? Which is kind of interesting. Something that I've noticed was it always seems to be overworlders versus underworlders, and the Danians and Mepedians just kind of stay out of everything.
1: Well, I mean, the Danians and the Mepetians also have a rivalry with each other.
0: Yeah, but it's not like cemented in their. It's not like cemented. It's not like.
1: Uh, it kind of is. Once we get to season three, it, this statement where their hatred for each other is very cemented.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get there when we get there, I guess. Yeah. So they're arguing about overworld and over, over- overworlders and underworlders. So. And somebody hears them.
1: Someone who's getting pissed off at Kaz.
0: Yep, he's getting pissed off at Kaz because he's an Overworld fan. And Kaz is an Underworld fan. So, basically, he just sees Kaz as hyping up Overworlders. Is him picking a fight. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, I don't think that was really how it went, but emotions get heated and shit gets said. So they get challenged to a drone match. Yep.
1: And it's the first three-on-three match that we see in uh, the series.
0: Yep. Now we get to see actual abilities being used and how they can be used in uh, battle. Which, before any of that happens, we just see We just kind of get, I don't know if it's, they kind of talk trash to each other. And we just have this weird thing where the chaotic AI just kind of, I don't want to say lore dumps on you, but he's kind of roasting both of them.
2: Yeah, it's like a battle between uh, overworlders and underworlders. Because what's different about them is because the overworlders, they're like... Humans and animals, while the Underworlders, they're more like monsters.
1: Mm. Well, yeah, that.
0: The way it was described to me as, I remember seeing this, I don't know if it was on the wiki or something, but it was, Overworlders are human-like?
2: Yes, that's right.
0: Human-like and furries. Uh, and furries.
2: <laughs> and yeah.
0: Except for Crossectus, which I don't know what he is.
2: Uh, Crossectus?
0: He's a crab. But yeah, he's a crab. Yeah, I don't know how he. F- I don't know how he the fits furries, into there. Humanoids
1: and plant things like Ikatosh and Ackerball.
0: Yeah, oh, that's right. And uh, Underworlders are mostly monsters. Yep.
1: Demonic All in appearance. In...
0: Yeah. All right. But I remember um, Katic was Katic said a lot of things like it appears. Overworlders and Underworlders have been hated enemies for a long time. And it appears the players share their values. It's like, that's kind of savage for an AI.
1: I I don't remember the AI saying that. I remember, like, the spinning thing in the Battle Drone.
0: That's what I call the AI. Oh.
1: I remember him saying... Just saying, uh, because Herculeon, who is the overworld player that is facing Kaz, because he is undefeated in the Battle Drones, he gets the first attack.
0: Yeah, he does say that. I'll, I will give you that. He does say that. So, the first battle is Takinam versus Crosssectus In the
1: Riverlands.
0: In the Riverlands.
1: Mm-hmm. Which, Which I already explained place. in... Last episode, so I don't think we need to explain it again.
0: Nope. I right. Go ahead, Mackenzie.
2: Yeah, so like I mentioned, Crossectus is like this crab creature. Like he's got these claws. <laughs> <laughs> and um
1: If you're from Louisiana like me, you know what a crawfish looks like. He's basically an oversized crawfish.
2: Oh, I'm- Yeah, he definitely looks like one.
0: Yeah, he definitely does. Yeah. So, cross this has a battle gear that for some reason is escaping me right now.
1: The Ring of Narin.
0: Ring of Narin, thank you. Which creates a water shield, apparently.
1: No, it creates a shield for anything. But no, it, for anything.
0: it just doesn't last long. That's true. No, no, I'm the Battle Gear guy, and I forgot about it. So, it doesn't get used very much, I don't think.
1: The only other time I remember seeing it was in a later episode. Uh, Tom's mm-hmm. Mepedian episode, but... Oh,
0: uh, uh, we'll yeah, that's that right, later. the Mepedian episode. So, basically, they're fighting it out, and Takanam gets her butt handed to her, because Prosectus has... Uh, Grossack is at an advantage because every time he uses a water attack in the riverlands, he gains more energy. Mm-hmm. All right. One of Takinoms' best abilities which is which is why she's We see Takinoms' ability which is every time she uses a magic, she can sacrifice a creature to mm-hmm. um to gain the energy of that creature.
1: Yep, and the first uh, creature she uses the first music she casts is the Cannon of Casualty which deals 20 damage, but Prosectus uses
0: Prosectus the Refrain uses, of
1: Denial to counter it.
0: Yep. Refrain of Denial which basically blocks um, target music. Yep. So eventually, so eventually Apparently, Kaz is a big fan of Boiled Lobster.
1: Well, first, uh, before he boils and codes Crossactus, he sacrifices Ghoul to Takinon to gain uh, his energy so that he wouldn't lose.
0: I thought he did two next episode. In the next battle? Uh, no,
1: he used uh, the other creature, Peretheon.
0: Okay. Which you can already see them trash talking because I think it's in this episode where he shames Tom for using Takinov's ability.
1: Uh that that's the going under episode. That's like l- way later.
0: Are we doing going under rent asunder?
1: No, we're doing over under rent asunder. Oh, Going under is way later.
0: All right.
2: Yep, that's right.
0: So, uh, Takinam wins that battle. Mm-hmm. And then Takinam, and then Kaz pulls something new, and he does Takinom versus Heptad. Yep. In the Lava Pod.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, the Lava Pod.
0: In the pond. Lava Pod
1: the lava pond
0: because That's they're the lava- all the lava pond that just reminds me of that one meme right now that has a whole bunch of it's a Yu-Gi-Oh meme where it has the five cards of exodia oh god oh yeah all pot of greed they're all the pot of greed oh god oh <laughs> that's an unwinnable deck, which apparently you can do that now. I don't I don't know. I don't keep up with Yu-Gi-Oh! anymore. <laughs> so, the Lava
1: Pond is basically a uh...
0: It's a pond of lava.
1: <laughs> it's basically all volcanoes and rivers of lava, basically. With yep. a lot of molten landscape.
2: Plus, it's
1: very hot there, and you'll burn yourself. Yep. Uh, Fire attacks do five extra damage. Wind attacks do five less damage. And Magmon creatures all get five extra energy when uh, pond becomes the active location.
0: Yep. So, we see Heptad, which Heptad is going to be a mainstay from now on. Mackenzie, give us a description of Heptad, please.
2: Okay, so Heptad, uh, I thought it was like some frog creature. I don't know, but
0: no, he has he's a this
2: little... wacky red hair and, uh...
1: Yeah, he's a goblin-looking creature. Uh,
2: yeah, he's like a goblin-looking creature. And no, I'm not talking about the green goblin from the original Spider-Man. No, Siri, I'm talking about... I'm talking about Heptad. You know, he, um... Like he was one of those creatures of the overworld plus um he's a good friend of Maxor.
1: Yep. And he's the only creature in the game with all four elements printed on his card.
0: Yep. Which I kinda I was kind of expecting Peyton to start to do the avatar thing. Because you can see because you can see him start out, he's like fire earth air. And I was just expecting, I'll just wait for him to say water and be like. "Yep."
1: Okay. He didn't
0: say wa- water. Which, I don't know why he didn't. I, I think they tried, I think they didn't want to get sued by Nickelodeon.
1: Probably. And, another fact about Heptad is he can cast music from any tribe.
0: Heptad oh, is basically, yes. Heptad is one of the best creatures of the Excuse
1: me. Yep, because he one is of one of the best creatures, creatures the in the game, but he can only be played on uh, overworld teams, all overworld teams.
0: I think he, doesn't he get a, like a reprint of a card and then he can be played on multiple teams?
1: Uh, he's never been reprinted. His student uh, was supposed to get a card.
0: Eh, Ed, Fire and Stone? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, much. Arctis. Alright, Arctis. So, um, we see them starting to fight. Yep. Eptek
1: comes in flying on a Torweg jetpack, which gives I air 5 air attacks.
0: Yep. The average Torweg, one of the best career, one of the best cards in chaotic, at least. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Who doesn't love a jetpack?
0: <laughs> yeah, who doesn't love a jetpack? Also, you can reverse the cause of vacuum, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. So, uh, but then, right as right as Tom Kaz I keep on saying why well, I say Tom because Tom's the main person. Kaz is about to go Is a, I think he's about to defeat Heptad. Yep. So he, but then uh his face uses uh, Tartarek special ability, which allows him, which allows Tartarek to switch with a adjacent creature that has an overworlder.
1: Right. But, uh, that's only in the show. Tartarek in the game doesn't do that. All he does is sacrifice his music to give a creature Swift one. Mm -hmm.
0: Speaking of stuff that's only in the anime. Thanks, (laughs) (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh.
1: Yeah. And Tartarek is equipped with Tartarek's staff. That's all we're just gonna call it.
0: Because it doesn't have an
1: actual card in the game.
0: I don't think... I think the staff just comes with him.
1: Mm, No, it doesn't. Because uh, in a later episode where Tom... Uh, where Tom goes up against Tartaracker, uh, it, all of his Tartarex have a different battle gear, and none of them have a Tartarex cane.
0: Well,
2: he he did have a Fortissimo music.
0: Yeah, he did have a Fortissimo music. Yeah, which I feel like I feel like that was like I feel like that was um, a Godzilla thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. he's more like. He also got the shell of a turtle.
1: Yeah. It, the way I describe Tartarack is if Master Splinter was a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, imagine that. That just, uh, think about, that just makes me think about a reverse Ninja Turtle, where all the turtles are rats and Master Splinter is a turtle. Yeah.
2: Exactly.
0: That'd, be, that'd be trippy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Rats.
2: <laughs> T- rats, counted it on! One, two, three, four! Oh
1: my god.
2: <laughs> yeah, I Jesus. I like the 2003 Ninja Turtles theme song Me better.
1: Me too. Wasn't the
0: 2003 Ninja Turtles also shown on 4Kids? Yes, it was.
2: Uh-huh, yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway. This is, just proving, mo- this is just proving most of our childhood was just 4Kids.
2: Uh-huh, exactly, yeah. We- yeah. Can we just stick with the episode now?
0: Yes. Okay. Fine. All right. You're good. Okay. So, uh, Tartaric and talking Nam um. start fighting it out. Which they, which they don't, they don't use attacks. They just start just beating the hell out of each other.
1: Right. Yeah. And then which is
0: kind of funny to watch because we know it's not doing anything.
1: Um, maybe, like, one damage, I guess.
0: Maybe, but... Kaz has, has but... the stupid
1: idea of punching a turtle shell.
0: Yes, because that's the best thing to do. But the funny thing is, right now she's at low energy as mm-hmm. she's doing this, but later, but later, because use as usual, uses her ability to...
1: Sacrifice Parithion.
0: To... And she punches him in the shell again, only this time it works.
1: Right. I liked one part in the fight where uh she basically flew up and grabbed Tartarex by the beard and just let him drop to the floor.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's the that's the use of flying creatures. hmm Which if you if you on them you Exactly. Exactly. So, eventually, the way the way now figures out that she can defeat uh, Tartarek is by seeing a volcano explode and then see the lava, the lava level rise. So, she uses an attack that provides lava. Out of nowhere, I guess. And basically makes range, a yeah. tidal wave of lava. Which, that's just terrifying. That's just terrifying. That's just a terrifying word. hmm. A tidal wave of lava. Ah,
2: uh, yes. Mm hmm. Too much lava. Wait, and that
1: ends up coating Tartaric.
0: Yep, that ends up coating Tartaric. Which, he's not happy about. No. So then we see the final thing. Tap versus Talking On again.
1: This time is, at Ravana Ridge.
0: Yep, Ravana Ridge. Which is actually very close to Danica's threshold.
2: Yeah. Yep.
0: Which that'll become later. That'll become relevant relevant later. Season 3.
1: Mm-hmm. So the card Ravenaugh Ridge. Its initiative is power, and at the beginning of combat, if a player controls an engaged creature with air, that player may look at the top three cards of their attack deck, put one of them on top, and the others on the bottom in any order. And a, a special note, in the um, flavor text of the overworld creature Ares, he claims to have seen the statues in... At Ravana, the gigantic statues at Ravana Ridge move during a full moon. Oh, I
0: wonder. If... Yeah. Which, that's interesting. Basically, if any of you have seen Naruto, this is the Madara Sasuke statue.
1: Yeah, the Valley of the End.
0: This is the Valley of the End statues. It's Ravana Ridge. Which is just, it's just, everyone's referencing each other.
1: Right, yeah.
2: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so the meanwhile, while well, we've been skipping a whole bunch of this. Meanwhile, we've been getting a lot of uh backstory on Chaotic or Param itself.
1: Yep. From Peyton and Sarah
0: we get two different stories, which is yep. usually how most feuds go. So, the first of the stories is apparently the Kothika, which is basically everything in param it holds all the power, mm-hmm. was shared, but then apparently the Underworlders got greedy, and they tried to take it, which...
1: For themselves, yeah.
0: Yeah. Which then it descended into war.
1: The other story is that the Overworlders were being all high and mighty and trying to delegate the use of the Kothica or something.
0: When you think about it, and with the with the the creatures we have met, you could see it going both ways, right? But I, it's it's interesting because. The thing is, this is a this is a Hatfields and McCoy situation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One person says one thing, one person says the other thing, the feud goes on. Right, yeah. It's a self perpetuating thing. So we'll finish the, we'll finish up the episode recap and then we'll talk about the Cut itself. Alrighty so, then. Because the Kothica, the Kathaka is a there's a whole different thing. And finish up the episode, and then we can go into theories and stuff like that about the Kothica. Okay. Right. So Tom is Tom, and them are fighting. Kaz and, can, and Herculean. Kaz and Herculean. I am being, I'm stuck on stupid today. <laughs> so they're fighting it out, and. They keep on throwing stuff at each other, and then Takinam uses her Magician's Liar, which allows her to have another Magician. Mm Mm-hmm. Which she then uses, um, oh, what was it?
1: First she uses Discord of Disarming to get rid of uh, Heptad's uh, Torweg. This card of disarming
0: Mexico's is an underworld
1: music that destroys any target battle gear.
0: Yep, and then she uses another underworld music, which is
1: Song of Returning. Song of
0: Returning, which returns uh, underworld creature.
1: No, to the... specifically Song of Revival. Song of Returning is another show, anime only music that returns any creature.
0: It probably would have been coming out in, uh, it probably would have came out in Fire and Stone.
1: Yeah, probably, but it is
0: either that or also it an underworld
1: only music.
0: Either that or would have come out in I don't Water and Tide is the next one.
1: So probably. So,
0: I Takinam there was, there was, brought back was... uh, Paratheon. Brings back Perithion, then immediately sacrifices Perithion. Mm-hmm. Which, to be honest, this deck—this deck—I think is called Cannon Fodder. Yeah,
1: it's basically it an undersized early version of uh, Bereth Beyond Underworld General.
0: Yep. Basically, it's basically you have a bunch of cards that have high energy that are cannon fodder, so that you can use the powerful one with very little energy to take out the opponents of creatures. Right, yeah. So we then see
1: <sighs> Talking almost win the fight.
0: Well I almost got coded. Because Heptad knocks her down into a valley of, of, into like a fissure where she almost gets coated, but she managed to regain herself. And then they fly up to the the creatures on top of their heads, which,
1: if this is a Naruto reference,
0: if this is a Naruto reference, if you don't think this is a Naruto reference, you can kiss my ass.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a Naruto reference.
0: Where they collide and Heptad is just dragging taki down, and then they hit the ground, and somehow Heptad wins.
1: Well, before that, b- before all that, it, there is one last music that was cast, and that was all right. the Miraculous Song of Rejuvenation,
0: right. which I, about that.
1: I believe... I, it's also another... Anime-only uh, mutic. but I believe the effect is that it restores all missing energy from a creature. Yeah, he gets fully healed. Yeah.
0: It, that explains why that's not part of a... that's not in the card game. Because that's just way too fucking overpowered. <laughs> right, but it's
1: an overworld-only music so...
0: But then you always have some people that can use any type of music. so...
1: Well, there's two battle gear that can do it, and Heptad's the only creature that can use all music. so there's
0: but also three there's things uh, in the game that can do it. There's, what's her name, Little Red Riding Hood.
1: Kenyon is an overworlder that can cast a mm-hmm. music Mujic, and... Overworld Razzness allows Danians to cast Overworld music but there's only three cards that allow a creature, or one creature card that Haptat, uh, that can use all four, all six tribes, I guess. And there are two Battle Gear that do the same thing.
0: True. True, true, true. So, Heptad wins. And they kind of, and it has, they kind of have like a little staring contest. They're like, you're not bad for an Underworlder. You're not bad for an Overworlder. And then they just kind of walk out.
2: Yeah. And then the crowd cheered them on.
0: Yep. Which the crowd has been going nuts this whole time. Because I have
2: no idea.
0: The crowd has going nuts this whole time because they've seen overworld and underworld battles and they just honestly everyone wants to just see who would win. Right.
2: Yeah and as an overworld person myself I know that every creature has been has need to get along really well and they need to team up um to
1: prepare for one big battle. Right. Well,
0: yeah. true. Which we will see the lasting effects of the Marillion invasion, where it's just kind of, where while they sometimes go back to, while well, they do go back to going to war, there's a bunch of people that are just like, yeah, that was kind of stupid that we just hated each other for a while. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. So, the Katheka. Something interesting, a little interesting fact, was before in the game, before the game became chaotic, when it was chaotic now or never, the Catha was originally known as the Chaos Rock. Which mm. is where they got chaotic from. Hello? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, I
1: just we, to make we didn't you want to too. interrupt you.
0: Okay, that's fair. So, the Chaos Rock was, would have had it would have had the same use for the same use of chaotic, where it was a big rock where everybody wanted to get it, and it was later changed into the kathika, which, if you look at how kathika is spelled, it's an anagram for chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. It
1: it's a scrambled version of chaotic,
0: which has a whole bunch of people saying that. The Kathaka is actually chaotic itself. Hmm. Specifically, the AI kind of thing.
1: Well, another thing that connects Kathaka and chaotic is the Code Masters themselves. If you look at all of the first letters of their name, it also they also spell out chaotic and kathaka.
0: Which we don't know, the, I feel like in later seasons we would have gotten more lore from the Codemasters. Yeah, season 4
1: was, either the rest of season 3 or season 4 were supposed to delve into like the creation of Chaotic and whatnot in the
0: Cothica. Well, I don't think it would have been season, I think it would probably would have been season 4 because season 3 is secret to the Lost City. Oh, that's
1: true, yeah. Well the Kathaka is supposedly kept within the lost city Kaizaf.
0: Supposedly. But we it's not it's not really well known because the Marillions are able to say that they have the kathaka Yeah. So nobody's nobody's exactly sure where the Kathaka is, except for Heptad. Which some people think that he's ...connected directly to the Kathaka, which is why he can use all four attack types.
1: And why he can use any tribe's music. Mm-hmm.
0: Which, there's there's a theory in a later episode, Eye of the Maelstrom, which we'll get to.
1: Yeah, I have the Maelstrom, it's believed that the Maelstrom, that the Eye itself is a portal that connects Kothika the Kathaka to Param.
0: Yep. Which we'll talk about that then. Right. Because there's a lot of evidence for that. Yeah. Honestly, I don't believe that. I think that the Chaotic and the Kathaka have something to do with each other, but I don't believe that the Kathaka is chaotic. Hmm. Which. Uh, who knows maybe a parent, maybe this whole drone battle thing is just preparing all these teenagers to fight against chaotic
1: hmm. yeah. I'm a, i don't know
0: it's like it could go really dark it could take a sharp right turn and be like yeah we've been preparing you to like take over chaotic using those creature scans yeah no so man, that, could take...
2: that,
1: that would be that would be a, a 180
0: yeah, it could have been it would have been a one eighty, but yeah. I don't know it's an idea. I don't think I don't think they would do that in a kid show, but
1: No. But maybe Ani may have returned or the Marillions the Marillions were having a civil war at the end of uh season three. You see it in the cards of the Latest set.
0: True. Yeah. That uh, we we were so close to begin to getting a war dump, a lore dump, a war dump. <laughs> that just reminds me of one of the things that said in the Witcher. <laughs> but uh, we were so close to getting a, a lore dump from anybody. It feels like we were just on the brink of it, and like then the show quit. Right. Because like they were starting to tell us all about these things. In season three, they told us about the lost city. They told us about spirit creatures. They told us about a bunch of things, and then they just let it go. Right. Which. It's 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 sad. It's really sad that. Greed got in the way of basically a great show.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Which it's getting emotional here. Ugh. I know. I don't know what to say. The Ka- the Kafka is. It's basically a wild card right now. We yeah. don't know what it is. We don't know what it could be. Who knows? Maybe they. Were, maybe this whole Kathaka is the is chaotic. It's just a total red herring. They're right. kind of screwing with us. Well,
1: there is like a, a teasing that some creatures may know the answer in uh, the latest set, Alliances Unraveled. Uh, the Mappidian Taffiel was on a. Dig Quest in the Lost City and uh, he found a tablet called the Kothika Tablet and he brought in other creatures to help him decipher it and apparently uh, a lot of long debated answers questions were answered and not everyone liked those answers
0: hmm. I mean yeah it could be Maybe the maybe the whole thing is this it's a smoke it's it's a smoke bomb. The kathaka right. might not even exist. True. Yeah. Maybe the code masters came in one day it's like we possess a great thing called the kathaka. And they just like fuck what do we call it? Uh well we're making a game called chaotic, Is call it called the kathaka. <laughs> Like we possess a great thing called the Kothika so we're going to scan all of you people so that you can be part of the Kathika.
1: Yeah, maybe the Kathaka is just like a, a gigantic I mean Ka- uh, a I mean computer thing and all of all of Param and Chaotic itself is just a virtual
0: world there's theories about that saying that Chaotic could have just been a virtual world that they created
2: Yeah,
0: exactly. I know we we don't it's sad because we don't know anything and we're trying to act like we do know something but we don't. Right. We're just we're trying just, to
1: solve a Sherlock Holmes level uh mystery.
0: We don't have all the facts. Correct. Which, like I've been reading I've been reading uh I forget what the name of it is, but it's basically It's basically a book based on it's basically a chaotic book that takes place way before um,
1: the current events.
0: The current events. It takes place even way before the the trying travel shenanigans.
1: Right. Oh, it's when the Marines were
0: still uh, in power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nazir doesn't exist in that book. Oh yeah,
1: he's probably hasn't been born yet.
0: He's old, but he's not that old. Which, like, no matter what, it's like no matter what, we have seen Najrin no in any time period, and it feels like he's always been there. He's the one. He's the one.
1: Constant.
0: Yeah, he's the one constant in the in the world of chaotic and that book takes place before him which yeah. it, just, it just it's mind boggling what it is
2: yeah absolutely
0: and like I'm not th- I'm not through with it so it might give us answers on it might give us answers on the Kathaka and whatever it is uh, I don't know any thoughts on the Katika for you guys
1: uh, I, I just think it may just be a red herring, or the Kafka could just be the, like, the center of the earth kind of situation, like param's core.
2: I have no, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure I have a little bit much, like, I've literally known a little much about that, because I, I There was this episode um, of Chaotic Marillion Invasion called From the Deep, and that's where Felphor was talking about it.
1: Yeah, saying that the Marillions had the Kothka behind the doors.
2: Yeah, the doors of the Deep
1: Mine. Which... uh, Maybe that might have been true. Yeah, it may have been true, but why would they plan out this invasion and whatnot to Reconquer the rest of param if they didn't have like a paradise behind the door. Because apparently the Kothka brings life and prospect and joy and whatnot.
0: Yeah. Or it could be. And here's just a here's just something that randomly just popped into my brain. What if the chaotic? What if the, what if the Kothka is just a name for a computer server?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking.
2: Yeah, like, I have no idea about that.
0: <laughs> I have no idea either, and it's... We're we're trying to put together a mystery with not all the clues. Yeah, we're I know. To show that, that again, I'm going to suck Brian Gannon's dick for a little bit right now. Yep. Yeah, Brian but Gannon, if you're watching how- this,
1: you better tweet at us some answers.
0: He has his Twitter locked. He's not gonna tweet at us.
1: Uh, then go on the chaotic uh, Reddit.
0: Chaotic Reddit, yeah. I don't think he even sees the Reddit. I think I think his son is on the Reddit, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Point. Hmm. But like, we have it's, it's a mystery. Yeah. I guess I guess we're leaving this episode off with just, we don't have all the answers.
1: Right, yeah. like
0: That's what I was saying, like, last episode, or the episode before that. I don't know, I think it was episode one and two, where I was like, they had this thing planned out for so long, and they've been dropping subtle clues through the whole thing, and we would have gotten more clues in the next season, but that got canceled.
1: Or the rest of season three.
0: Yeah, or the rest of season three, which I believe, I believe season three is sitting on a hard drive somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I hopefully it'll sitting, be... I wouldn't be shocked. It's just sitting on like a dusty old hard drive in like Brian Gannon's basement. And he's just, and every so often he just goes down to it. He looks at it like, one day, one day you shall see light.
1: One day you shall be born, and you shall be known as the darkness that is my secrets.
0: Like I wouldn't be surprised because right now, Chaotic is airing in Canada. Yeah, I would not be surprised if they go Uh, through all the seasons. I was
1: drinking water; I almost choked. What? Chaotic is airing in Canada?
0: Yep, it's airing in Canada.
1: Like. New episodes or the no, old, new, it's reruns. Oh, reruns. Okay, for a second, I, you got my hopes up there for a second.
0: But here's what I think I think that with the as they're airing it, once it gets released to the final episode, Son of the Spearlands, next week it's just gonna be like next time on Chaotic, and then he just drops a new episode out of nowhere, <laughs> right. But on what I channel could, and what
1: network? That's the question.
0: Uh, I believe the network is on is like Tune something. Mm. Tune Television, I think. I don't know. Huh. I don't know either. We're gonna leave this episode off for right here, I guess. Yeah. With the mystery of the Kothika, uh, the war of the tribes this this feels like a really bad way to end it but it's the only way to end it we have
1: exactly
0: we just have no answers yeah which that's kind of the fun of it
2: right the world may never know
0: if you you take those dirty words out of your mouth (laughs) <laughs> we will
1: We will get those answers eventually, even if we have to uh, go
0: to Brian
1: Gannon's house and wring them from his tiny neck.
0: Ring them from his fat neck. Bust down his door and go searching in his basement for that hard drive.
1: And then it turns out he's probably stored it in Fort Knox.
0: If you, if you said about stored in Fort Knox, he deserves it. Yeah. That's, that's like X-Files stuff. <laughs> this this oh, well, show cannot be from. released to the public. It's too
1: awesome and whatever. It's so awesome that... It was the never perfect show. A
0: what? All right. So, I guess this is Bryce Hyman signing off.
1: This Swoop signing off.
0: Hey, uh,
2: one second. Um... Before we wrap this up, I just want to say that um, two days ago, I just went on Dawn M. Bennett's uh, Twitter post. She asked, what is a voice acting performance you'd find Oscar worthy? And I put in it, I put in the post, I must say Jason Griffith on his role as Tom Majors in Chaotic. Seriously, he was awesome in that role. I hope he'll reprise as Tom in the revival. And get this. The actual Jason Griffith himself liked that pose. I'm pretty sure he'd known about the
0: revival by now. Really? Uh,
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not kidding. That may just be
0: them just being like, hey, hey, guess what? Guess what? We've been in talks with Brian Gannon. Just give it a couple weeks.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Just give it a couple of months. Once we work out the stuff with the animators again, we'll get the show up and running.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they can't. Whoever owns the like legal rights to produce Chaotic is not the correct person to own that. I know. They they have like they have like My Little Pony stuff on their record. That's not that's not the best track record. I know. Mm. Anyway, thank you to Maiden of Gorgon for our cover art. Thank you, Maiden. <laughs> yeah,
2: thank you so much Maiden of Gorgon. Please, keep this up, girl. We know you. We love you, honey.
0: Alright, this is Bryce Hyman signing off. This is Sweep
1: signing off.
2: And this is Mackenzie Wachter saying catch you later!